you can have your views on rideshare, on the taxi lobby, which was really instrumental in pushing this through for the mayor. But at the end of the day, this is not a responsible way to run a government. And again, the head of legal at the city of Toronto, the head of municipal licensing, they all stood up as our staff, as our top bureaucrats, as the experts in the room and said, this is a bad idea. There you go. The voice of Brad Bradford, mayoral candidate, now one of the uh, six or seven councillors. That did warn Olivia Chow, do not go down this Uber thing. Not a good idea. Nonetheless, City of Toronto is now heading to the courtroom in a showdown with Uber because of this sudden vote by council to cap the number of rideshare licenses. And um, an injunction was filed Monday. The allegations are that the uh, city acted in bad faith, provided no notice about this cap, you know, did no kind of public consultations and um, has gone against their own procedural bylaws. But they also say, look, you can't limit the number of available licensees. It discriminates between new and existing drivers. And so we'll go to court. And again, Toronto Council had been warned by the internal legal saying, yeah, no, you can't, you can't do this. But they're doing it anyway. And what I see just kind of happening now is a very expensive fight and I'm not so sure uh, there are going to be too many winners out of it. But let me bring in Giles Gerson, President and CEO of Toronto Region Board of Trade, because certainly this got a uh, swift reaction from you guys. Thanks for joining. Thanks, Alex. Good to be here. Um, I don't think it had to be this way, but I mean, every new government wants to make a mark, right? They just do. Um, they, they have their own lobbyists. They have their own base. I think Olivia Chow's base does not like this whole rideshare, this free capitalist market. How do you see this? Well, I think, uh, I mean, I take your point about uh, every new government wants to make its mark, but you want to make your mark in the right place. And, you know, I think uh, our view is that this is a deeply flawed process, as, as pointed out by everyone, uh, and now before the courts, uh, no public consultation. It wasn't really informed by data uh, from what we can see. Um, it was rushed. It was arbitrary. Um, and it's very harmful to a significant business in our city. Uh, and I'm really not sure what it's going to accomplish in the end. You've got to remember, you know, we've actually had the number of rideshare drivers in the city has decreased from 91,000 uh, four years ago to 52,000. It's a 40, 40% drop in the number of rideshare drivers. So it doesn't seem to be a problem if it is a problem, which I don't think it is. But if it is a problem, it's not getting worse. Yeah, look, I mean, at the outset of this fight with the city, um, you know, there, there was a huge amount of volatility. So just based on memories of that volatility, you would think that they would have said, okay, hold on a second. How do we go about this if we're going to do it and, and, you know, not create a bigger mess? The reality is, yeah, the city has the right to regulate. It's how they go about doing it. And they've got 52,000 rideshare licenses, I guess, currently. So if, you know, if this stands, then if you've got a license, great. If you want one, you've got to wait. And I see that, Giles, creating then like a, um, not a black market, so to speak, but the same thing that taxi drivers went through, where licenses all of a sudden will have a value and it's like, who can afford what? Well, you see this all the time. You're absolutely right. In any time you, you restrict something, you restrict a, you you put a quota on licenses, and you see it in a bunch of different industries. Uh, you end up putting huge value, a huge premium on the quotas, on these on these on these quotas, and uh, on these licenses. And of course, they have a, a, essentially a, a value that they really shouldn't have, and they become very costly to acquire, um, uh, unfairly costly to acquire. But the real issue here, I think, is you know for for the city is about mobility. You know. We have a huge mobility what problem. What is that? Uh, we have, we've just, you got to stop at problem. We can't get around anywhere. We just have a mobility problem, period. 
Yeah, but why? Because we've got, yeah. I mean, we have to accept the fact that we've grown massively as a city population over the last 20 years. We didn't build much infrastructure, hardly any. And so now you've got a situation where you've got underfunded, under-resourced, and underbuilt transit. And, uh, and of course, the roads are clogged. But, you know, a lot of people take, uh, you know, a, a ride share to get from their home to a transit hub, for example. Uh, you're looking at the, if you look at the city of Scarborough now, in the area of Scarborough, you see uh, with the rapid transit line shutdown, a lot of people are now, are now using uh, rideshare to, uh, to get to transit hubs. And in fact, I think Uber tells us that, that they've had like a 70% increase in Scarborough uh, in the number yeah. of trips. Uh, compared to other cities. So, in fact, we're probably seeing these 52,000, you know, that's the fixed number of licenses. You're seeing a diversion towards Scarborough, which means there'll be less service in the rest of the city. Um, so it's it's very hard to understand uh, where the, you know, why why the cap, why now, and what is supposed to contribute. Well, I would think, I mean, look, they can argue that it's about we want everyone to have a green fleet or whatever else this nonsense is, you know, trying to clean the environment up. Look, that is just spin. Um, this is, I think, just playing to a particular special interest. Um, I, I kind of look at the first time that we went around on this thing, they just made such a mess of it that if you just kind of I release everyone and let them compete and see how they do. At the same time, I think you can have basic regulations to keep the public safe at large, but they never wanted to go that way. So they pit the taxi side against the Uber side. Um, I say fight for whatever's good to get people around this city. Well, we share that view. I mean, it's it's critical to the way the city works that we have better mobility than we have now. And uh, you know, a lot of people will will take ride shit. Will you know? Will take the. Uh, transit downtown, for example, and then once they're there, they'll use rideshare to get across town or go to different parts of the city that aren't that well served uh, from, uh, you know, b- by transit, and then take transit back home again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's a variety of different ways that that uh, rideshare is being used, and it isn't necessarily instead of transit, which I think is what the the city sometimes uh, suggests, which is you know people would be taking transit if they weren't uh, as they weren't using rideshare. And I think the two are highly complementary. and and work pretty well together. Yeah, and certainly the more of them you have, the the lower the price, right? I don't know how this will change or impact price um, or even the drivers, but... You know, 52,000, I think a lot of people would say, well, that's that's a lot of drivers on top of taxis. I don't know. For a city like well, Toronto, I mean, it's such a... 91,000, you know, four years ago. Yeah, is yeah. Now so you've lost 40% yeah. uh, of your rideshare drivers. Yeah, the market kind of takes care of itself. Someone either comes in to make a few bucks, they either go and say, look, it's not working for me. Um, when Where do you see this thing? Um, it's an injunction, so Uber can kind of put a stop to this fairly quickly. I think the courts can move fairly quickly on this. But ultimately... I'm not so sure uh, Chow has a case just because they went around this the wrong way. Well, I think there are probably other ways to solve the problem, and I, you know, and I'm and I'm assuming that that's what's going to happen. That uh, out of the uh, out of the court uh, uh, will out of the court decision, we will. I'm sure. I'm sure we're going to see uh, the cap uh, uh, removed, and, uh, and 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 you know the mayor has other avenues to reduce, for example, um, uh, emissions. Right? I mean, there are other things that can be done to reduce emissions. Um, if that's the concern, if the concern is really getting more people to ride transit, we wholeheartedly support the mayor in that. Uh, but then we've got to have a better transit system. I mean, yeah. you can't expect yeah. people to take a system that doesn't work for them. Right. Or you know, all the other myriad of issues that have been going on with it. Well, we'll stay tuned yeah. on this one. Um, I don't think it's a fight she needed or wanted, but we've got it. So stay tuned. Giles, appreciate your time.
Thanks, Alex. That is Giles Gerson uh, joining us. And uh, yeah, I just think, again, when new administrations come in and they try to make their mark or please their base or whatever special interest, they always screw it up. We've seen it time and time again. And now we're in a fight that I don't think is going to go the city's way. But again, they didn't do it right the first time. So why would we be surprised?